0: Hello, this is the Parent Panel. Every week we invite one mum and one dad onto the show to share their opinions and experiences of family life. Our mum today is one of Australia's most beloved models. She's also just launched her own range of baby care products. And our dad is a hugely popular comedian who spends his spare time revoicing video clips of the Royals.
1: Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. you go, going, wait, wait a second, <laughs> yes. I'm the, I'm I'm the, the adult. Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: I think you're still in the trenches
2: with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex.
1: <laughs> the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt.
0: Megan Gale is our mum today. She is a model and entrepreneur. She has two children. Her son, River, is five and her daughter, Rosie, is one and a half. Is that right, Megan? Just over.
1: She's almost 20 months. Wow. Yeah. Hello times. and welcome. Yeah, you're, you're in times. it. times. <laughs>
0: it's all going on in it's your house. It's all going on in our house. And, of course, Megan decided because things were so easy with a, a five-year-old and a toddler that she'd just, you know, launch her own business. I'd just
1: start a business like a crazy person. Yes. I there's a baby. lot of crazy women out there who do I don't do know that. what it is about when you get knocked up. you just decide to do really crazy things. Uh, some, some <laughs> Chopping your hair
2: off and I'm going to
1: start a business and I can, I've can. i grown a human. I'm going to do everything.
2: Some mums just start drinking.
1: Yeah, just gin. <laughs> yeah, Straight up That's gin. That's the plan. I reckon that would have been <laughs> easy, <Bellyum. for> Megan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our dad is Simon Kennedy, comedian and father to one daughter who's 11 and a son who is nine. Mm. Hello, Simon. Hey, How hey.
2: are you? Yeah, really good.
0: Did you decide when your children were born, you wanted to, what, start a business, take up drinking or cut your hair? <laughs> uh, I'd already <laughs> taken up drinking,
2: uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, it, it certainly helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Took the edge off. Didn't it? Oh, wow. No, well, yeah, well, because we smashed out a couple in two years. That's a terrible phrase, <laughs> phrase to use. Smashed um, out. You know, we, we had to
1: <laughs> in about
2: two years apart um, and, you know, one of each and I thought that's good. A good aim and uh, here you are.
0: I like that, yeah. but I think it's very good for the parent panel that you both have one of each gender. Yes. Makes it very easy yes.
1: to talk about lots of different We're different, at different ages and different times yeah, though, and that'll make it, it interesting too. Because you yeah. got the
2: boy first, I got the girl first. Correct. Who knows what was wonderful talk will turn up.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited.
2: Mm. All
0: right. Well, what we are going to talk about is baby name regret, not mm-hmm. suggesting that either of you had that, uh, gender bias at home and birthday parties. First up though... Given we're all about to vote, we're going to be talking about the election. Ah,
2: it's just uh, my mum. Who's your mum? My mum. I love my mum. I love his mum.
0: As the election heads into its final days, mums have become part of the conversation. Recently, Bill Shorten told a very touching story about everything his mum gave up to raise her family. The following day, the telly questioned the truth of this story, which sent Twitter into a flurry of hashtag my mum posts, where people told stories about what their own mums sacrificed. Babyology writer Pimp Lincoln says that's all lovely and important, but what we need is a different hashtag like hashtag mums now, for all the things that politicians need to address for mums today, such as parental leave, flexible work and affordable housing. Megan, what do you think mums are struggling with today that politicians could actually help with?
1: It was actually interesting. I went on television yesterday to do an interview and um, one of the topics that was on before me was talking about um, paid parental leave here in Australia and how that we're actually the second worst country in the world about, which I had no idea. I knew it wasn't great, but I didn't realise that we were that low in terms of the financial support that we're giving parents when they, you know, take maternity leave or paternity leave um and it's a real it's a real tough one and i think it's shocking that we don't have more fi- financial support there because you know often they take time off and the parents take time off and they've got to go back but then they've got to work because they've got to pay for the care that they need to look after the kids while they're going back to work but it's just like this vicious cycle that i think there needs to be definitely more financial support in there for working parents yeah
2: definitely and, 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 some, and mm, sorry, sorry
1: continue no continue
2: well, I, look, I think that, um, looking at it now as compared to, you know, when, when I was a kid and, mm. and, um, you know, my mum, my dad died when I was like nine. So my mum brought up two boys all by herself and she was, uh, and it's not until I was a parent that I realized what an effort that was. Oh, like yeah, I, I don't like that thing I took her for granted. I really did. And now I look at it and I'm like, what, what a hero. And, um, what I think is different now is that, you know, when my dad died, there was, you know, a widow's pension. You know, so cause, right, cause it okay. wasn't, it wasn't expected that all women, uh, Would were, work. were working mm-hmm. and it wasn't back then in, you know, 1985 or whatever. Um, but now it is, uh, is compulsory if you want to own a home for both people to be chipping in unless one of you is like flying high. Right. Mm-hmm. So I reckon that is the big challenge and I think it's taking mums away from their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I see, I drive past, uh, my kid's primary school uh most days and after school's well and truly finished and there are so many kids there still until yeah. like you know 5:30 at night 6 yeah. at night and i'm like wow you know all they're
1: wow. getting dropped off super early totally because parents yeah. have got to get, to get to do that commute and they got to get in on yeah. to work on time and it's just sorry
2: for me i'm a comedian yeah. i don't have a real job and i work for myself i <laughs> yeah.
1: i got to rock up when i when i and we're lucky we're the lucky ones but um it's it's not always the case and i think you you know touched on a very important point that back then i guess our mums and our generation that mums stayed at home more but i think as time's gone on there like you were saying too you know with the the i guess the rules that are in place now for applying for a home or applying for a rental even as well if you're a single parent and you're putting that application in you're getting overpassed by people who have got more substantial incomes even if you're doing okay there's kind of a bit of an uncertainty because it's a single income so you're not getting a fair go and i think you know that's what people are really um suffering with or struggling with,
0: and it's kind of amazing for me as well that um single parents still get such a bad rap by politicians and the kind of support they get or mm. don't get mm. when single parent families are a huge voting yeah you know population it, exactly really yeah it I, really is
2: I, I do I do wonder sort of you know how how it's supposed to work um like for a woman to be a, a very successful in the corporate world or mm. whatever, she has to put it, put it all in, just like a man would. Mm. They have to. It, there's, there's no half-heartedness. The companies aren't into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, she has to sacrifice some of her, her motherhood and uh, being a mother. And no, I think that's a that must be a. Tough decision because yeah, so we ha- we'll
0: have you know. to move to Scandinavian yeah. countries. And they
2: have got, it, got it sorted. Yeah, they really
0: That's do. all we really need. Yeah. Transplant their government here, it's, I don't think it could be too hard.
1: But yeah. I feel like there has to be some very definitive, fair guidelines in place. So I'm not wanting to kind of trivialise the situation at all because I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. But I remember when I was um, pregnant with River, and this is where I'm more mean like it's just kind of a bit all over the shop in terms of what the rules are. I went um, – I had my son and um, wanted to go on maternity leave and I was working for – contracted with a company at the time that I won't, that shall remain nameless, but they had stipulations in there that if I fell pregnant, I could take six months off. It's obviously not paid at all. Um, And uh, I could take that six months off whenever I liked, but I had to be back. And I also had to look like how I did before I got pregnant.
2: (sighs) Yeah, I don't get in that kind of stipulation. Months. Did you in say okay?
1: Six. So give. I'll come back in five years. I kind of just wow. thought I'm. I'm just going to look how I look, and if you kind of want to tear up my contract, I will go to the media and tell them why, and mm. you'll have to deal with that fallout. Because I thought that was horrific, but I didn't yeah. say anything. But it was more so. It's like well, I've got. I've got this random set of rules. The girl that's in that company who works on the desk, she gets paid maternity leave. And this next person's got that, and some other person's got that. And it's just like, how do you know what your rights are when it's just so we're just going to make it up on the spot for what, whoever the individual is? And I just was really kind of like, I don't even know what my rights are. I'm really confused. And you're as a often scared mum, as well. Yeah. You
0: don't want to make trouble because you're worried that that will have a flow-on effect to your employment opportunities. Exactly.
1: But the other thing that really um, I was quite concerned with was you don't know what kind of baby you're going to get. If you get a healthy baby that feeds well and sleeps well, okay, you can maybe go, okay, I'll go back to work. But um, if I was unfortunate enough to be born with a child that was really unwell and I've got this legal obligation to get out and go out and smile in front of cameras, how am I going to manage that? I didn't know and I just thought, no, this is just odd that there is just no real definitive way that as a woman, I don't even know what my rights are mm. and I don't know what I can even fight for. And I it's don't disturbing know what's legally... on other
0: levels as well for, for women and mums. Hearing that, they'd be like, well, it would have done us a lot of good to see me and come back. As she looked after six months after having a baby, looking different. Yes. That's how it actually happens. Exactly,
1: exactly. And, I, yeah, I definitely put no pressure on myself for that because I think with River (laughs) I put on something like 18 kilos and it's like I'm in no – Position to be running or dieting, and they just take me as I am. I yeah, say, nice but anyway, one. It's, it's more to illustrate the point that it's not definitive enough, and it's really confusing.
0: A lot of work to be done. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. Sort it out. Yes.
1: Yeah, sort it out. Sort it
2: That's out, why guys. We you in. Mums deserve better. That's well, dang, right. Or
1: parents
0: in general? Hashtag mums now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about how many parents are currently regretting calling their daughter Khaleesi.
1: Drake is your baby's name? It's a funny name to name a baby. So what do you name the baby?
0: The baby's name
1: is... Baby Fark McGee's Axe? Are you kidding me? (laughs) So
0: what's the baby's name? Baby, What's the real name? So I have been trying to avoid Game of Thrones
1: spoilers for a while now. I actually am usually very much onto the episodes as soon as they come out, but I haven't had time and I sort of jammed it in last night. Because I... (laughs) I had a feeling we were going to be talking, and you're just doing media. You don't want it to pop up, so I was like, "I've got to watch this episode before." But no,
0: I still don't want you to spoil it. for Okay, me. okay. Right. Well, don't
2: worry, I won't. I won't because I represent those people who've never watched oh, it. So wow. Yeah. Although no you cinnamon freak. in the in the control yeah. room is is oh, raising a hand. Cinnamon, you freak! I tell you what, people treat you like you you're a climate you're a change freak. denier. <laughs> they do. <laughs> They're like you don't watch it, you know. Yeah, science I says know. you have to. Yeah, but no. So I, I'm not really worried about spoilers, and uh, I had to do a little okay. bit of reading to work out what was going on here.
0: Well, can I right, just say okay. when I when I mentioned this to my husband, he said, "You haven't," because we're waiting together to watch it together. Right. It's probably the only show we can agree on. Oh. Yeah. And he says to me, "You haven't been
1: reading stuff, have you?" And I said, "Oh, I just read the headlines. You can't read the headlines." Mm. Like, dude. Oh, it's so fun. My partner's the same with things like especially with Game of Thrones. He's like, Don't read anything, don't we? because we've got got to watch it together. It's yes. really cute. I'll but like at that. the
0: same time, right. So basically all we need to know is that Daenerys Targaryen, or however you say it, uh is has gone from like this kick-ass hero to being inspirational. So aspirational... She's the
2: blonde dragon lady. Yes. Yep. Right, okay. She's the blonde seen. dragon
0: yep. lady, has yeah, gone yeah. from awesome to Slightly Nuts not, and right. Evil. She's gone nice mad. She's
1: cool. Like a true Targaryen, actually. It yes. doesn't surprise me at all. Yes. No. Yeah, <laughs> dragons will do that to you, I
2: find. A... Um,
1: yeah, she's gone a bit bonkers and even oh, – I'm not going to give anything away, but even watching it last night, I kind of suspected it might happen, but I was like, oh, am I the only one sitting here hating you right now? No. I hate you right now. See, right. and this is the thing, right? And I loved you. Yeah, a lot of and so there were a lot of people
0: who were named – so Khaleesi oh, was her isn't Dothraki that the name. Worst. So now they've caught her mm. Khaleesi. Are they having?
2: Okay, no. so they're looking at their child Khaleesi going. Khaleesi is also a virus they gave to rabbits. No, it's not <laughs> the Khaleesi virus. I'm sure it was. It is not. the one that, that came after. Did you Google
0: that before? I was going to say, isn't here? that xerostomia?
2: Yeah, the Khaleesi virus. Check that out. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So there's a lot of, I did read. There's a lot of babies in America, yes, especially named yes. Khaleesi, mm. and that that is. That's unfortunate. If That's all of a sudden a up. she's you know like become the Hitler mm. of television.
1: The 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 lesson here is wait till the end of the wait series. till they've wrapped. Yeah, you don't know what a character's storyline yeah. is going to be. A lot That's of true. babies
2: from the eighties named Corey because like there were a few Coreys there tons getting around. Of Corey's. You know, my, my I'm going to say I've got a niece who's who's a Kira and she was born around the time that Kira Knightley was emerging. Right, okay. and there's a lot mm. of Kiras. Fortunately. Yes. Kira Knightley hasn't disgraced herself, or no?
1: But Brit, you know, Port Brittany, but you know there was a Brittany
2: yeah, well, phase
1: as well, I think, and yeah. So there've been a few clangers
0: out there. I mean, look, when it comes to choosing names, so yep. I want to know how you guys chose your name. Like Simon, did you yeah. know what names you
2: wanted? Right. Well, we did talk names before the baby. Obviously, mm. uh, baby number one, our girl, uh, and her name's Adelaide. Okay, now It's a
0: beautiful name. Yeah,
2: so uh, my, my wife was born in Adelaide. Uh, it's got nothing to do with it. Uh, my wife picked that name. It was a, just a classic name. She liked it. Mm. Um, I often say that, you know, I hope, sorry to people from Adelaide who are listening, it, it's a deterrent for teenage boys. Because, <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs> You're like, yes.
2: <laughs> sorry, Adelaide. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, but, but if she was going to be a boy, we'd both agreed on Sterling as a name. Right. Yeah, we thought it was very, very dapper. My, my wife thought very it was very dapper, very sort of very, you know, a bit spyish, a bit. You'd have to grow royal. up to be
0: like a Bond. Yeah, but yeah. I liked
2: it. For the reason I liked it was because I grew up uh, in the western suburbs of Sydney. As a Parramatta supporter, and Peter Sterling was like, Oh, a, of course. So I didn't tell my wife that. I just let her. <laughs> but you were like, yeah. So, but anyway, so it was a girl, and Adelaide was the name. Don't don't regret it. It's a, there aren't loads of them around. I like that Correct. it's a bit different. In mm. fact, we had a rule that if the name appears in the top 100 we don't pick it
1: yeah Oh, right. Yeah. That's, yep. that's smart.
2: Yeah, we just don't go for a popular name.
1: You don't want them at school and there's like five of them. Mm, yeah. So, and and what then, about your second? How did that Fletcher, happen?
2: Fletcher. Um, little Fletcher Kennedy. He's, um, so you didn't
1: go with Sterling? You didn't keep Sterling? No,
2: that was for the first baby, my right. wife said. She yeah. goes, that's gone now. <laughs> but she, yeah, she said, but isn't done. it a good
1: name still? Yeah, but, no. but it's
2: wrong baby, apparently. <laughs> right, okay. So, and I do what I'm told. And man, um, <laughs> so, good man. So good Fletcher, man. and I, I threw Fletcher out there, and once again, I'm a fan of the 80s and uh, the Chevy Chase movie Fletch. 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 Yeah. And, what a film. And I thought that, and I snuck that in. She went, oh, yeah, like Fletcher Christian. So we both had reasons like, for no. liking it. <laughs> Perfect. And so Fletch it is. And yeah, there was never any.
0: It. Regret after, like you named it, and it's like, that's your name. That's yeah,
2: it, it hasn't been regretted at, at all at this point. Um, we haven't like come across any weirdo Fletchers in our lads <laughs> that have made us go, Ugh. well, yeah. they're
0: yours now, you've, you they're, they're your names, yeah. We got it, so em. you've got it, yeah. Mm. Megan, how did you guys go with naming your kids?
1: Okay, so I was obviously pregnant with River first, my son, and um, we had a, a short list of names, but the, I guess the I wasn't you – know, you know, there's some people who are like, I know my name, that's my name, don't even need to meet the baby, that's the baby's name. Yes. Not for me. I need to see, feel, get to know mm. – Let's sort of let it settle with you, see if you suit it. And it's true. I really do think babies suit their names. We Was River no name for a few months? River, no. A few months, no. Um, <laughs> a, couple <laughs> of, a couple of days. Baby X. But we had, we had four names. We had Bo. We had Lennon. We oh, had... Lennon. Um, oh, jeez, what else did we have? Ringo. No. <laughs> no. Sean is a Beatles fan, but I liked Lennon. Um or Len or Lenny. So you, um, you said I went
0: communism. <laughs> <laughs> so Vladimir. Lenon. I like, okay, Lenon. Okay, not on yeah. different. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but we had a few that I can't even remember now. But um, none of them suited River. Yeah. None of them suited him. So I just went, okay. And then it was about – I was still in hospital. It was like second day in and I said to Sean – when In the morning, because he called me to see how I was going and how Bub was. And I said, when you come in this afternoon to visit, we need to think of a name for this child. Like, We need to name him. I felt bad that I hadn't named him. Um, and anyway, I was in the hospital under Rivers, which is my mum's maiden name. And so on his little cot, it said Rivers. And I was just sitting there staring at him, looking how calm he was. And he was such a calm baby throughout the birth too. It was a very cruisy time. Um, but after the epidural, but... Um, <laughs> it's always a lot calmer. After I kept, the I kept looking at the card on the cot, going, "Is it just me? Am I just in a weird hormonal state, or is River starting to look really cool?" And then, because um, we knew that he would have both of our dads. Um, names as his his middle names, but I really wanted something significant that meant something. And being mum's maiden name, I thought, wow, he just, and I looked at him and it just suited him, just so cruisy and flowy. And it just really suited him. And then when Sean came, I thought, Sean's going to hate River as a name. He didn't want anything too kind of hippie or kind of unusual. And I I said it to him and he was like, I was actually thinking about the same thing this afternoon. I think it's perfect for him. So bang, he was River. Now with Rosie, I kind of wanted to have a similar tradition. So both of our mum's middle names are her middle names. Oh, so our mum's first names are her middle names. Um and my nan's so my dad's mum, um, her name was Rosella. And I really liked Rosie. And Sean wasn't a fan of Rosie because he was he was like, Oh no, Rosie O'Donnell. I was like, What's wrong with Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> I mean, she's not my favorite person, but he's like, No, no, I just I just hear Rosie and I think Rosie O'Donnell. You gotta think about who the person you know, but the person that comes to mind when you hear the name. And I was thinking, you know, that gorgeous supermodel, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. I was like, it doesn't matter who you think of. Yeah. It's got to suit the baby. And we had Helena as well because that was mum. That's mum's middle name. Um, anyway, she popped out and we couldn't decide. And she went 10 days without a name. Wow. And I just said, I really think she's a Rosie. And he just went, she is a Rosie. Oh, damn it, she's
2: a Rosie. She's a Rosie, and she is such a Rosie well, don't, as well. Don't they, they make the name, I think, too? Like, uh, I yeah. I've got to say yeah, that I totally. Th- they grow into it.
0: They grow into it, but I also think the best time to ask say, this is what I think we should name the baby, is whilst you're in labour. Yes. With your partner there. Bargaining chips. Mm. I reckon then that's, they can't say no. That's, no. That's I mean, you were very egalitarian. Asked. I should have done yeah. that, you really. really, shouldn't I? <laughs> well,
1: You've got your own way in the end. <laughs> we got it there. But I think, you know, he, I said, are you sure? Because if you're not down with it. And he was like, no, I do think she's a Rosie. And yeah, my mum was wrapped as well. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. That,
2: yeah. In labour was when my, my wife asked for her push present. So that was, oh, that's all right. <laughs> I've never pushed yeah. for a push present. What was it in terms of asked for? It, uh, it was a, um, a jewelry, a, a painting actually. A painting. Oh, well, that's yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: That's nice. And you yeah. get the benefit of that so, as yeah, well. I like it. It's
2: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you mm. know, I'm just wondering. Honestly, are there any like little five or seven year olds running around right now whose name's Donald? And people are like, oh man, why? <laughs> oh, what a you We've know? No,
0: but when was Donald ever going to be? Well, you never know. But I reckon yes. someone. Hey. Na- I reckon yeah. if someone named their kid Donald, now. they'd still love the, the Don's. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So good. <laughs> oh, my God. Um,
2: it's a regrettable. <laughs>
0: that, that, that is definitely regrettable. All right. Well, next we're going to be talking about language, how powerful is it, and just how important is it to watch what you say around your kids. Hmm. I
1: think it's really useful as a parent to think about the values that you hold your own ideologies around gender and, you know, project towards your children being teenage and beyond and kind of think through that because the language that we're already using with kids at that very young age is shaping their sense of the gendered roles...
0: That's linguist Annabelle Lucan. She was speaking on Feed, Play, Love this week. I interviewed her about how we sp- can speak differently to our children depending on their gender and the impact that it has. Um, I'm kind of interested in this because I feel like on a very basic level, I am very egalitarian with my kids. I don't, um, I make sure there's no boys or girls, colours, toys, work, whatever, yep. they, that's all equal. But then, you know, there was this moment where I said to my daughter, I called her buddy And she pulled me up and said, I'm not a boy, mum. And then I was like, oh, that's right. I don't call you buddy, do I? Mm. But I still, I call my son darling and sweetheart. (laughs) Of course. I live in the east of Sydney, people. That's how it works. No, that's 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 just a mummy's
1: boy thing. That's a mummy's boy thing. I do it too. They're they're
0: darling and sweetheart, both of them, but he's the only one that's buddy. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder why I do that. And are there other things I do that I'm not conscious of that are actually... Um, shaping their ideas about about gender. Mm. Um, Megan, do you notice if you speak differently to your kids based on their sex?
1: Um, I think in terms of, okay, okay, there's a lot of ways we communicate with our kids. I think in terms of tone, I keep it fairly even. Um, whether I'm happy with them or telling them off. (laughs) Um, I think in terms of – I know I'm very conscious. um, Rosie's sort of – we're not at that level of communication yet, but with River, I've noticed that he does do a few things like, oh, no, that's for boys, or no, that's what girls do. And I'm like, sweetheart, no. And I really try and reinforce with him that boys and girls can can do anything, and even though it's maybe a bit young for him to wrap his head around, but also that it's not just – uh, boyfriend and goes with girlfriend. It's, you know, it's loves love and all of that. And I'll sort of develop that as he gets older to be able to get his head around it, but I'm about equality in every sense. Um, that said though, I do, I was very, uh, conscious of not making his room blue and decorating it with, I let him, I kept, kept his nursery very neutral And then as he – I just wanted to actually, out of curiosity, see if he gravitated towards blue, which he actually did. I wanted to see if he would gravitate towards dolls or trucks. I wanted to see what he naturally went towards. And he did go to all those typical boy-ish things without being influenced by friends, just his own tendencies. Um, With Rosie, though, and I don't know why I did it, and I kind of – I mean, I kept her nursery fairly fairly neutral, but I got this beautiful framed – Painting because I actually just really liked it. I was almost going to put it in the lounge room of um, a, a beautiful photograph of a peony, and I and I really really and I don't know whether why I was sort of thinking to go kind of more pinks and stuff. It's not super pink, it's not super girly, but there's tones of those typical feminine colours in there. Um, but that said, I f- I was a tomboy growing up. I was kind of an odd mix of half tomboy, but I had Barbies. And I feel like with her, I'm doing a very similar thing. Like I don't put her in dresses a lot. Um, sometimes she wears pink. A lot of the time she wears blue because she, blue's her favorite color. Um, that's the first color she learnt. Um, so I try and really just with her, I think I'll try and take her down a similar path to me of, Having that balance of both, I think balance is key. Not trying to force them one way or the other, and where possible, let them make their own choices. Mm. Mm.
0: Simon, your kids are a bit older. I mean, have yeah. you have you noticed any, especially because your girl's the oldest and yep. she's now eleven on the? I've heard that that's on the cusp of puberty. Even oh yeah, these it days. is.
2: It's very cuspy. <laughs> It is. You
1: got a cuspy
2: house. It's pretty cuspy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and it feels to me that when our, our girls in particular move into those pubert- years of puberty, etc., that we're going to be dealing with all kinds of um, gender bias that comes in without our control. I mean, how do you find having a boy and a girl at this stage of their lives?
2: Well, I mean, for me... Um I grew up, as was my, my brother and I, so I only knew that very aggressive energy in the house um, mm. and uh, never liked it. I've, I've never really considered myself an an alpha, uh, so to speak, although socially alpha-ish, but not in the masculine sense. Mm. Like, you know, I like to you know, sort of uh, hold court. <laughs> You're
0: <laughs> Part a, Canadian, of a comedian. You know? Yeah, of course.
2: But um but yeah, but um I'm probably a a bit on the softer side of things. So having a girl for me was was nice, um, first up, you know. And uh I didn't um Speak to her, uh, we never I never baby talked to her. Um, mm. I just spoke straight to her, even when she was a baby baby mm. started talking early anyway she started she said hello at ten months that was fri- wow. Yeah, that, that, that was frightening <laughs> wow. like it was a rough version of Not it, just but it was no, hello uh, it was like oh, this is happening okay yeah. so so we kind of worked out, okay, this one gets the language. we have to watch how we speak to her, um, mm. especially when you know, we stopped swearing, um, oh you know, when
1: 15 months and she
2: dropped a spoon at her in a high chair and she went, Oh, yeah. um, um, <laughs> and I went, Oh, okay. Um, but, but I've always, I often have called a mate, like, uh, Come on, mate, you know, or whatever. Mm. Mates are common in our house, the word mate, yeah, uh, for both kids. Um, I do call my, my son Buddy a bit, and um, yeah, I call my, him River Buddy, and my daughter, like, you know, I, and and both of them do get, uh, you know, I get to call him. A beautiful boy or a beautiful girl, and mm. I don't. I kind of mix those terms up between them, I and mean, there there isn't anything exclusive to either of them. Mm. Tonally, I mean, it does depend on the kid in our house. I mean, my daughter is feisty. She's a redhead, feisty redhead. She talks back, and sometimes that elevates things. Um, my son's pretty chilled, pretty casual very, uh, uh amiable. Uh, so therefore the tone does change. It's sort of, generally that's about what comes back and forth. And there's dynamics yes. as
0: well, right? Mm. Because I feel, um, my daughter is very much like my husband and they are both firecrackers. Yeah. So he's, he speaks to her differently because they're quite similar, mm. even though I don't see him yeah. maybe as that kind of fiery personality. But when they talk, he speaks differently to her than my son because right. she's comes at him front on, whereas my son is way cheekier and very Mm. clever. Well, well, I have
2: got a temper. I do. It's part of being a passionate human and I do rise up a bit too quickly, I think. Mm. Um, But I mean, as far as the, uh, you know, the the stamp of colouring and that, I mean, they both still share a room. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, and the room is fairly neutral. Um Yeah, it would um, have to be I yeah. would say, wouldn't so they've got, it? and that's they've good. Got white bedspreads and they kind of have their own little touches on the bed. Mm. But I like it. They both go to a, you know, um co-ed school and uh And they're and, living and, in a
1: communal space and yeah. It's, yeah. So
2: there is a very much, you know, and and you know, we have friends, you know. We've got we've got gay friends, we've got friends in all sort of parts of the thing. So we don't even feel feel we need to teach that to them because they mm. just see that anyway. Yeah, it's part of their life. Yeah, so that's awesome. And um and I and I think it's working. My son's really great with with girls. Really got a, a very respectful energy with girls. Mm. Um In fact, he probably steps back when things get a bit aggressive. macho anyway, he's like, "Well, hello, that's a bit yeah. bit much." Mm. Um, and he yeah he's re- respectful. My daughter has a great mix of friends and, you know, there's boys in there. and mm. So I'm really proud of that and I don't think, I think it could be accidental.
0: I like that. That's the lesson I'm going to take. Yeah. Let's be accidental about our parenting. Um, that's where I'm going. Um, our final topic in just a moment. How do you go about parties, big and bold or simple and sweet? There was a better kid's birthday party up the street. 25 kids for his
2: birthday party. These kids' birthday parties have gotten out of control.
0: Every year I struggle about how we will celebrate my kids' birthdays because I have such big dreams like I want every birthday to be super special but I kind of um freeze <laughs> when it comes to how I'm going to plan it out. Mm. Okay with the cake, decorations, I can do party bags, love it, but activities on the day just does my head in. Um this year I decided that accidentally which is going to be my theme from parenting from now on thanks to Simon. Um we decided they were going to have one friend and one activity. Uh, it was so easy. It was yeah. brilliant. Simon, when it comes to birthday parties, do you keep it simple or do you go like go hard or go home?
2: Huh. Well, they're getting smaller. As the kids get older, they get smaller. Kindergarten, That's good news for me. Yeah. As <laughs> kindergarten, when kindergarten happened, like every damn kid was invited because I think it was kind of like a social um, coming out for the, you know, they had that moment about it and we had it at our house. <laughs> Why? Um, and my wife has a friend who's a, a magician and, uh, we got him to do a, a show. Of course she does. Yeah, To a show. So, uh, that was, and that worked, that was great. And, you know, it was just a bunch of, but it's, it's hectic, right? But it does get smaller. So just a few friends, you know, just a little group of friends and that makes it easier. And the activity, cheaper, it's cheaper and the activities get smaller. Which is nice. And the kids can then just say say, What do you feel like? You know, we got a, you can do a movie and a thing or you can do that. And they sort of say what they want. And um we don't have to feel that we put a lot of stress into that. Um, you know, that's the kid'll pick it. It's not too exorbitant. My wife, however, is very <laughs> Very crazy on the cake. She's like she learned how to make fondant. And it's like that show Oh my goodness. It's like that show nailed it, right? And she knows how to do the whole thing. And I'm now the assistant as well. So it's oh, my job to make little um you know, like ninja turtles out of uh fondant or something. <laughs> um so for us the cake ends up being the most expensive part. I
0: it's, I wanna say And laborious as well, yeah, I yeah. would say. But she's yeah. like,
2: you know, that's that's her upping did her you, social media game with a look. What I did? Did you? Yeah. Do wow. you eat,
0: Do you eat the icing as you go? Because that's my I don't major like failing. The
2: fondant stuff. No fondant's it's pretty gross. gross. It looks yeah. good,
1: but it's not. No um, butter icing. I'm much still
2: better. the yeah. child in me. Still wants to lick the beater. Oh yeah, still of
1: course. Oh, no, of I don't course. care what that the never ends.
2: Says. What 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 crazy por- person, I was going to say moron and person, por- person <laughs> put don't 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 eat the batter raw. On there I know. cuz it's like get out. Don't tell me Allergies, what to do. No, no, That's still. No. Yeah, you're not my real dad. No way.
0: <laughs> Megan River <laughs> just turned 5. He did. So what was that birthday party like?
1: Well, we Sean was away. So he is away currently actually. So um we've got our mum's helping us out, thank God. Um <laughs> But um, so we're doing the party when he gets back. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how's it looking? Is it small and sweet, or no? Okay, so let me just give you where I've been at with birthday party <laughs> Kim land. Kardashian style. So no, no, please. <laughs> um, so his first three years, it were, it were kind of partyless. They were just at home, family, mm. bit of a cake, couple of friends that had kids too. No huge bells and whistles. Last year for his fourth birthday was the first time I was like right he's going to he's got he's got school or like you know for his age group and um he had a class and there's 21 kids i think And just judging because this is new to me, by the way. Okay, so judging by what had happened with other kids' parties within that group, I was like, okay, this is how it's all running. And a lot of them were at play centres, or you know, Mm, they'd sort of be held elsewhere. Not often at the home. And I thought, I can't. Everyone's inviting every child. I can't have twenty-one kids in my house. Mm. That's terrifying for me. (laughs) Terrifying Um, for anyone. So we're going to do play centre. Perfect. That's great. I'll outsource it. I'll get a cake. You can sort out the food there. That's great. And I was trying to kind of go, well, I want to give back to all the parents that invited River to, to theirs. Yeah. So I invited everyone. But this whole world of, I don't know if this is normal, so please help me out. It could be just where I'm situated. But the, often there's this, the invitation comes and often the invitation can come with a present. For the child. And then you've got your gift bag on the day, which is not just a bag of lollies with some smarties in it. It's kind of got toys and some Play-Doh and a colouring pad and some lollies as well. So it's like this show bag from the Royal Show (laughs) that gets handed out. And then um, afterwards, there's sometimes even a thank you for coming to my party gift. Oh, no. No,
0: no. Mm -hmm. No, that's, and i was like, no, that's no, ridiculous. No. what?
1: I okay, was lucky no. if no. I got a lolly bag and a piece of cake to take yeah. home. And now mm. I'm expected to. And this is all that keeping up with the, yeah. you know, the other. And it's just like, no. And Sean's like, we are not buying into this. This, no, is, this no. is atrocious. is a downward no.
2: spiral. It is. Megan, that's what it and is. And
1: then <laughs> everyone's doing this one-upmanship. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no. no. Nah. Nah. We've no. got the party. There's your lolly bag. We're done. You yeah, off. leave. We're <laughs> two <laughs> hours <laughs> out you here. feel bad, two though, hours. because you got all these
0: mm. things. No. That's their mistake, Megan, not it's yours. It's their
1: mistake. And that I actually not. thanked the teacher because she came out when it happened again. Um, she came out to one of the other parents and she said, this materialistic – giving things, I appreciate it, but this has got to stop. We don't want to encourage materialism within the kids and, you know, putting too much importance on objectives. You know, if you guys want to do that, you know, but no, please stop doing it here. And I was like, thank you. There you
2: yeah. go. Thank you. Thank you for Sorted. stopping it just before it was my turn. But <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but yes.
1: but we're probably just going to go to like some, some trampoline centre. I think he Perfect. wants to go to and have a cake, and
2: that's probably it.
1: I love yeah. it. Simple. But I can't wait till it gets smaller.
2: Yeah, yeah. When you can just like three friends take him to the movies and buy them. As food. long as it's a movie, I want to see. Yes. Anyway,
0: <laughs> but anyway, that was our last topic. Okay. But before we let you go, we do like to ask our guests if they've got something they'd like to talk about, something they're doing, what they're doing on online, socials, et cetera. And mm-hmm. Megan, of course, you have a whole new range of products.
1: I do. You crazy lady. My come, um, this is my crazy lady moment. So, um, yeah, look, it started when River was a newborn. I was just very inspired about growing that space of natural, safe baby products because I felt there weren't too many options out there that I could trust, so I wanted to sort of – lead the charge. That was the dream. Um, So I started developing the products, but then I realized I don't just want to smash out some products and that's it. I want there to be a bigger message or something that a bit more of a purpose and a bit more of a why to to what I was doing. Hopefully something that could help, you know, make a positive impact in people's lives, not, not save lives, but you know, send a bit more of a a Mm. substantial message. So I sort of ruminated on that for a bit and then I came to – I started more listening to what was going on around me and I had so many parents coming up to me telling me about the importance of stopping while they're little, especially when they're babies and don't Mm. rush through it and connect, especially through that bed bath time where it's – we're trying to rush and get them to bed and get them bath and get them fed Mm. and let's put on – you know game of thrones and pour the wine and yes, the eat the wine. chocolate and they will never know um and that's valid because i've done that but um i think we often rush through the good stuff and we're often on our phones when we don't need to be and working yeah. when we don't need to be is because we want to and we're missing out on the good stuff because they will be teenagers as you know simon very soon and they will be out with their friends or their yeah. boyfriends or girlfriends and they won't They'll love us, but they won't want want our attention so much. So enjoy their attention while you've just got it there. Mm. And um, I think if you can't do it all the time, which is, you know, to be expected, but do it when you know that you can. So you can look back and go, I stopped, I took it in, and I enjoyed it while I could. And that became what the products then – more represented it sort of became less about the products and more how they are used maybe as tools to connect mm. during that time You've got of to day. tell us what they are though? Yeah. What they Oh you want to know what's in the range? Okay. <laughs> so here I sell. Okay, we've sell, got sell, the sell. I've got a beautiful 2 in 1 hair and uh, body wash. I've got a nappy cream, a restorative balm which is like a multi-purpose balm for mums and bubs. Nice. Um, a beautiful lotion and a massage oil. Oh, they're um, lovely. And they're really lovely. They've all been dermatologically tested. They're cruelty free. They're a Australian made. They've got beautiful, naturally derived organic ingredients and no nasties.
0: And it's called Mindful Life. Mindful Life and it's on themindfullife.com. And we'll pop that in the links of the episode notes. I have to really think through that sentence. Uh, Simon. Yeah. Well, you've just wrapped up a couple of shows. Yeah.
2: I just finished Sydney Comedy Festival. So, we can't, don't, we so can't don't come, come to S- that. No, don't go to Because <laughs> you'll be there by yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm not there. Um, but, um, but it's actually because Mother's Day just passed. Um, and, uh, and I was around Mother's Day. And I, I wrote a book and it came out about four years ago. And at Mother's Day, I always end up with, People contact me who have bought it and read it, and because it is a somewhat of a tribute to my mother. And um, if you, so it's a, right
0: in front of I me. I bought I bought mm, a couple
2: of copies see. for you, and um, yeah, and it is um, on Amazon. So if you want to, it's called nine eleven
0: Eleven and the Art of Happiness."
2: Yes. So, I mean, the story is a heavy one. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's I was a, like, hold on. With Simon yeah.
0: Kennedy, very, very funny. You have to check out his um, voice, revoiced clips. Oh, yeah. If you want to go to YouTube, them, very stay st- with the comedy. I, I'm
1: very interested to... Uh, so, if device. you want to cry, you get the book.
0: Yeah. My,
2: okay. my book is a... But is then a, the clips will you know, cheer you up. Yeah, yeah. So, read the book. And that's about you know losing my mum in the 9-11 attacks. Which and, I'm sorry. Um, I had no idea. Um, no, that's all right. Yeah. It's not part of the job. You don't have to... Okay, yeah. don't worry. It's all right. But uh, but it is um, it's a big piece of me that I put out there. And and every Mother's Day I get people saying, "Oh, I just read the book, and you know, makes fabulous? me realise how important my mummy is." And mm. they, and it's, it is a, it's a bit of a tribute to mum book. And um, so it's on Amazon, nine eleven, and the other out of happiness. And if you want to not cry as well, you can just go to my <laughs> YouTube or Facebook. It's uh, um, YouTube. Simon Kennedy.
0: We'll put links in the notes. Yeah, I do revoice things you write. I and take very clips of things
2: like Married at First Sight and whatever, and I oh, put put my own awesome. stupid voices on them. And um, yeah,
0: he did just recently make. I um, reckon I've seen them and not known it was you. Perhaps yeah, Megan Maybe. and Harry doing a kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I thought. What? Well, what if they were kiwis? <laughs> so good. You know. Oh, I so just ki- had a baby. You know, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's really massive. Um, so
1: <laughs> sweet. My sweet yeah. baby. So, have a, <laughs> so go check down that one out. out. Oh, my
0: God. I've missed an opportunity. I should have just had Subscribe. Kiwi <laughs> accent the whole time. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. It's been such a uh, pleasure to have Siobhan. you. Thank
1: you. It was a great chat, guys. Thank, thank
0: you. you. Yeah. I'm Siobhan Hunt. You can find me at Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.
1: You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a babyology podcast hosted and written by Siobhan Hunt. Produced and edited by Elise Cooper. For more information on the show, or maybe you want to do a deep dive onto previous episodes, you can find out all you need to know on our website. Head to babyology.com.au slash parent panel. See you
2: next time.